Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. Am I picky, or is this just like the corporate world and it's fucked and no one wants to talk about it? One of those workplaces, I didn't get the job, and then they brought me back for another interview with the same people and still didn't give me the other job. My- so, Kristen, yes. question on everyone's lips is, did you steal? <laughs> Before we start this podcast, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we are on today, the Yagra and Turrbal people. Um, We are here in Mianjin, Brisbane, and I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly those who might be listening to this podcast. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek podcast. Hi. Oh, mixing it up, Queen. It's not saying welcome. usually say welcome. It threw me off. Thank you. All right. Today we're talking about the Great Resignation. What is the Great Resignation? In my eyes, the Great Resignation is about like post-COVID reevaluating your um, priorities. Yeah, which I did. Same. I think during COVID, multiple times. Same. I re- I left two jobs. Like I've left two jobs since COVID hit. Same. End of pod for us. That's it. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> before we get into it, I think one of those reasons is, and a few, like I've put out two poll questions today about this one being, um, have you left a job since the great resignation, since the pandemic hit and have like, what is the worst job you've ever had and why? Mm -hmm. And a few people have included in their responses, things about, um, the fact that they stayed at the job for like a year and a week or a year and a day because they thought and it was told to them that, you know, if you leave a job in under a year, like that looks fucked on a resume. Mm. And I was completely of that view. Not anymore. No. <laughs> but it is something that's really anxiety-inducing, I think, meeting those like standards and expectations of what your resume should look, should look like and what makes a good worker and like those stereotypical things when being interviewed. Um, but we've both left two jobs in this, in a short space of time and have achieved the dream of a good, good workplace. Yeah. I mean, my job, like, it's only been one really for me. I worked, my last job I was at for five months. The job before that I was at for, like, 18, so. Awful. Yeah. So, but the, the but, like, the last job I had, like I said, five, five months, um, and I got that job when it was fucking, like, near impossible to get a job. I put in so many applications that was when it was like um the opposite the opposite covid times when you like could not fucking get a job yeah um and because i'm in comms i was competing with a lot of very senior journalists who had been laid off in like the mass media layoffs um in like at the beginning of the pandemic this was october november last year i i I swapped jobs um and after being in a job for like i said five months I got like the best job ever. Um, and you know, so I just don't think it really depends on industry. I don't want to make a bold statement. that's like, it doesn't matter. But I just, I think for a lot of people, it's just not fucking worth it. Like at my last, my last job was fine. I was getting like grossly underpaid. Um, but my job before that, like it was actually affecting my mental health. Mm because of because the work environment was toxic um and i ha uh, yeah it was toxic <laughs> i so in the last i'm a, like when we consider the last few jobs i've had like it's sort of every job i've had in a that has sort of qualified as being like a corporate workplace this is my fourth job in a corporate workplace my the first two 
the actual nature of the work was traumatising. Like the actual day in, day out material and tasks were traumatising. So I, I think I can talk about it now. Yeah. Both were in the public service. The first, I worked at the office of the director of public prosecutions and I worked doing, built like putting together and deconstructing briefs of evidence. But the main part of my job was transcribing police interviews for ju- like for then juries to use during criminal trials. So literally my entire job consisted of me putting headphones on every day and typing as fast as I could pretty much the most awful things anyone's ever heard in their life, right? So like day in, day out, I'd come home and be like, why are my showers going from five minutes to 35 minutes? And why am I crying all the time? And why can't I watch anything more than PG on TV? And why am I just the worst person, right, in the world all the time? Mm-hmm. Probably because I'm listening to children talk about things that have happened to them and you know search warrants and you know interviewing alleged murderers and rapists and just fucked right then I got a job that was actually brilliantly paid the people were fantastic but again the nature of the work was tough and that was managing complaints from members of the public in a different government body but often what would essentially occur is I'd just be on the phones all day and I would be taking complaints from members of the public who believed that I was corrupt or I was an impersonating government official or like there was a lot of um sort of conspiracy theorists or people who didn't believe I was who I was or like there was just a a lot of abuse mm-hmm. and it would be like on behalf of Anastasia Palaszczuk I was taking oh my god even though it, the this government agency that I worked for was completely independent and you know not it was an independent agency that actually investigated and helped regulate other health providers and things right so mm-hmm. it was quite separate but people didn't understand that and they would just ring to hurl abuse most of the time but then otherwise the solid important complaints that I was taking were also quite traumatizing because people would call and say, you know, the most awful thing and experience they've had um, in a government agency and they wanted to, you know, anonymously talk about it or blah, blah, blah. So it was also taking very sensitive complaints, very taxing mentally, Mm -hmm. right? Then I was like, great money, great team. I'm going to cry again. (laughs) And I think I was always like, why am I so weak? Everyone's so fine with this. That's the part that bothered me the most was how unwilling anyone else was ever to show emotion about how it was affecting them. Mm. Like people would get up and be like, oh, that was a bad one about an interview that we were taking or a complaint we were taking. Right. And I would just be like, well, that just made me want to break down. Mm -hmm. Like why are we, and I, I don't think I'm this petal, you know what I mean? Like I don't think, I'm a snowflake, but I was just like, well, I'm actually taking this on in my life and I don't know how to compartmentalize it and I don't know how to disassociate and I don't particularly want. My previous workplaces, mm-hmm. um, it's actually kind of comical, like, I guess. I don't know if it's just, um, it's really hard to tell because you know how like sometimes you like go from like job to job and you're like, fuck, they're all fucking shit. Mm. And then you're like, am I being picky? Because that's what everyone tells us, particularly as like, as millennials, um, there are like boomers and older people who are like, you you millennials, you're so picky. So I'm just like, am I picky or is this just like the corporate world and it's fucked and no one wants to talk about it? Yeah. I think it's that one. Um, but in my like previous workplaces, there have been like, there has been fraud. Um, there has been like accusations of embezzlement. There has been like really toxic workplaces, uh, work culture, um, manipulation, like I said, like gross underpayment, 
um, a really high turnover rate. It's like one of my jobs had an insanely high turnover rate. And like by the, t- by the time I resigned, cause I like my manager, we were a team of three, my manager resigned. And then I resigned, I think like five weeks later, like mm-hmm. I was probably only there for like two weeks when she, like without her, like after she'd left, um, then I put in my, uh, like I put in my resignation and everyone was so fatigued that no one even like said anything about my leaving really. Like there was no, everyone else had a, like, shouldn't say everyone. There were so many goodbye morning teas. There was a point we were doing a farewell morning tea every week. And then by the time I resigned, everyone was just like, oh, okay, bye. Like I didn't get a, a goodbye morning tea. So interesting. Because people were just so, and I wasn't offended. It was kind of just like, well, you know, that's the standard around here. People were resigning every single week. Um, and I have lots more stories about that workplace, but I don't, I don't think I can talk about them yet. Yeah, no, this is the hard part. Like I was at a job where the turnover rate in the space of 12 months across the entire office was 56%. Mine was 75. You're kidding. No. That's insane. Yeah. And no one did anything about it. I was like, the fuck? Like, it was just crazy. I really have been through it this year, to be honest. And I'm so glad I have. I've learned so much about interviewing. Because that's the other thing. I really, and I know how shit this sounds. I really like job interviews. I am never going to be someone who enjoys extreme sports. Don't throw me out of a plane. I'm not going bungee jumping. I'll barely climb the story bridge, Mm -hmm. right? But I like job interviews. I find it really challenging and I find it really interesting because I feel, and with every interview I've ever done, I feel more and more like I'm going into that environment. Like I want you to win me over as much. I want to win you over. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that make, did that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's like, I've done panel interviews. I've done exams for interviews. And like, I don't care if I don't get it. I find it so fascinating to see how different workplaces interview because I think it's very telling of the workplace. Mm. Do they go through an external hiring process? Do they, what do they do? Who interviews you? How do they fit in? What questions do they ask? Like, it's very interesting. And I like developing my skills in those ways because I think it's high pressure environment where you're, but also you're talking about you. Mm. So I really enjoy that sort of thing. Right. Mm. But I understand why people would fucking hate it and would struggle with the pressure of it. Yeah. I just think it's like, you know, the one thing we can be good at is ourselves and like, you know, looking at our experiencing and trusting that experience and using it to our advantage. And I think that's a great skill to develop. Love it. This year has been great for me is what I'm saying, because as much as I've switched jobs, I've learned so much so fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, actually I'm ready to explode by Christmas, but like, I'm good. <laughs> Apart from the exploding. Yeah. Um, I quite like interviews as well. Cause I've, I, there has actually ever been one in, I've only done one in- job interview that I didn't get. Oh, flex. Um, and it was a group interview for Chobani but it was like the people who give out Chobani's yes and the pay was shockingly low I think it was like $20 an hour which I don't even know if that's legal anyway shout out Chobani um but I also really like job interviews because I feel like that is like where I might like that is my peak performance Mm. when I'm at a job interview same because I like know what's what I feel very in control. I mean, I freak the fuck out when I'm walking into it. I'm just like, oh my God. Yes. But literally like there there has been like a moment in every job interview that I've gotten aside from the Chobani one. Um, <laughs> so every interview aside from Chobani where like there was a moment and I was like, got it. 
Really? Yeah. See, I still question myself afterwards. And I'm like, what could I have done better? Mm-hmm. I always talk too fast, but usually it's a point of like, lol, as opposed to like, what the fuck is with this? I mean, it's yeah. a bit like that, but it's like more of a point of funny rather than yeah. like. And I always um, try to like bring some entertainment to an interview. Always. Yeah. I'm same. not like, mm, yeah, I'm Because I just think like, if I'm going to try and bring something fun to the mm-hmm. table and they don't like that, I probably don't want to work there. That's what I think too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think, okay, there was two workplaces I went for interviews at that I didn't get the job, mm-hmm. right? But interestingly, one of those workplaces, I didn't get the job and then they brought me back for another interview with the same people and still didn't give me the other job. What? And interestingly, That's it's rude. because they said, uh, the feedback was, and I was very offended by this. I'm going to tell everyone. The feedback for me was this job. They interviewed me the first time, didn't get the job because they had some, I think it was an internal candidate. Mm-hmm. The second time, which I'm like, fuck you. I don't hate waste, when they bring externals in when they're going to give it to an internal. It's yep. such a classic government don't waste, thing. Don't waste my time. Yes. And give me false hope. And then they called me for a second one and I was like, cool, I didn't apply for this. I'm going to interview for it. Brilliant. Went in. The feedback was I was too harsh on my current job. The fuck? My current job was the transcribing job that I talked about where it was like really traumatic. And Is they that were, what you said? It was traumatic. No. what I, They said, um, why do you want to leave your current work? And I said, to be quite honest, when it comes to transcribing, I feel like there's a certain level of challenge. And once you reach a certain skill set, there's not really much further you can go with that task. That's what you said? Yeah. That's a cop out. That's a fake reason. What does that mean? Oh, you mean they think there's something else I didn't like? Nah, they just had someone else for the... Ah, well, I was just like, look, it's spelling, it's grammar, it's typing speed, and it's comprehension. And I think that at a certain point, like, I'm looking for something different. No. So I was like... That's... Nah, that's fake. Mm. There's There was something else that happened. I know. Probably not anything that you did. So I put this up seven hours ago, and I think we've got 200 messages wow so this is the um the poll and question box on our instagram story make sure you're following us at cheap media co so we've already got in yeah we've i put this up a few hours ago and we've already got a thousand votes and 40 percent have at at present 40 percent of people that responded to this poll had resigned from a job since the start of the pandemic that's a lot I don't know. It's it's hard to tell for me because I have never seen a job for very long. So I think it's normal. I know, but I don't think it's normal. Because I think people rise in the same workplace a lot of the time. Yeah. Especially depending on the profession. I don't know. For young people, I feel like where we do, like the stereotype about us being job hoppers is kind of true. Yes. Anyway. Honestly, I just want to shout out first and say, there are so many of these messages that I cannot read mm-hmm. out loud because the content warning, they are too traumatizing. Yeah. That's like, it's fucked up in here. So did a poll asking what people's worst job, whatever has been, you know, asking for some context, people served up the goods. Mm-hmm. And by the goods, I mean fucking traumatizing experiences. <laughs> I worked as an executive assistant for a designer at his studio and he was the worst boss ever. I was 21 and he would make me fire people for him or schedule his appointments but cancel them 20 times. And if I ever said I wasn't comfortable doing something, he would say, you're my assistant, you could get my dry cleaning, but I let you do the better stuff. You should be grateful. Oh my God. Fucking hell. Oh, and the time he made me come to work for a meeting in the AM when I was so sick that I had to go for surgery for a ruptured ovarian cyst. Anyway, long story short, I was so traumatized I went into HR to make sure no one was treated that way on my watch. 
Very nice. It is. That was a very I circular story. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing will happen. Sorry, yeah. but like, I really respect what you <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, me too. Good for you. I hope that I'm wrong. I left my last customer service job not only because I was returning to study, but because the job itself is literally destroying my mental health. I was put in a role I wasn't really qualified for and left to my own devices to navigate a rapidly growing small business with minimal support. How good does my voice sound when I'm reading this? Beautiful. I was made to feel guilty. For, so I, why am I fucking laughing? I was made to feel guilty for taking about half an hour once a month to travel back from psych appointments. I was asked to work overtime over Christmas and was told I could take the hours in lieu. Long story short, because I hadn't done what the owner wanted expected i was denied those hours but made to feel terrible for asking for them back i wasn't told the hours were being withheld until after i'd requested the time which is what i'd been told to do the favoritism was rife and it made me my life hellish because i was often running around picking up everyone's messes a promotion was kept secret for 10 weeks and during those 10 weeks i essentially filled that role God, this is awful my regional manager told me i should go on medication for my anxiety that place was so toxic fucking hell and that, that's like such that's gaslighting my worst job was at a gym as a receptionist i was there for almost four years 4 30 a.m starts shitty pay and my hours kept getting reduced i lasted longer than any other employee only for them to tell me two days before lockdown was lifted that they were bankrupt and i didn't have a job anymore zero appreciation wow Okay, these are some short, sharp ones that are going to hurt everyone's short and feelings. Sharp. Only woman in a management role. Sexually harassed, gaslit into investing, bullied. Secondary English teacher. The unpaid labor was immense. I love how everyone starts at the workplace. I literally have a fucking list of places never to work in my phone, but I will not read them out. Also, we won't shop there anymore. No, we won't. Solidarity queens. I love this because I have no idea how it works, right? Accounting, very boring. Now I work in finance, same but different, different in capitals. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> I love the energy, right? Love your energy. But like, different. I'm like, accounting and finance. That to me, that's just like white bread and rye bread. Yeah, I have no idea. Good for you. Abusive 24 7 call center, churn and burn, worst culture ever. One team had two suicides in a year. Oh my God. I farmed because no one else would give me a job. The CEO was anti-vax and made me feel bad for wearing a mask when it was literally mandated. 7pm to 9am night shift making the AstraZeneca vaccine. Cool. Good for you. Sorry, you hated thank you it. For your, yeah, thank you for your service. Was a missionary and yet lots I worked with were psych abusers, adulterers and hypocrites. Not surprised. <laughs> The hard part about this is that I reckon there's at least 15 mm -hmm. in my messages right now that have stuff about being sexually groomed, mm. assaulted, harassed mm -hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. Fuck sake. Do you want to say your worst experience at work? Do you have one? Let me, you go first and I'll think on it. Okay. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. No, I've got two. It's a toss up. I'll tell both of them. Okay. I'll give the people what they want. So the first one was in when I was um, a teenager. It was in like a, let's just say a retail store. That's close enough. Um, and I, well, first of all, I was, I had to work 30 hours a week. Um, like that was the minimum. And it was, I'm not going to go into it, but it was like basically so that I could qualify for youth allowance when I moved out of home. Um, but so I had to hit 30 hours a week and I was only ever, rostered on for like 22 to 25 right with the expectation that any shift that comes up i would have to fill 
So it's at any time you're on call basically to come in and you yes. have to come in because you're not meeting the hours. Yes. And one time I said no. I was like, no, it's my birthday. It's my birthday party. And I'd already asked for that day off. And then she, the manager called me and asked me to fill. And I was like, I can't. That's my birthday party. And she was like, well, it seems like you don't even want this job, Kristen. So toxic. Anyway. What the fuck? When I eventually. Sorry, was... I can't t- turn 12 in peace. <laughs> I know. 18. I know. But I and that's just... the other thing. My 18th birthday. Yeah. And that was the one time, this is the first time I'd ever said no. Anyway, um, so in light of all of that, I, did, I had looked for another job and I found another job that was full-time and I was like, great, like a little bit of extra cash. Um, you know, that first workplace sucked and I wanted to leave and also like guaranteed I won't need to worry about get it hitting my 30 hours because I was a bit stressed about it. Um, even a few times, like I had worked for my uncle to make up the hours. Mm. Anyway, so I started this – I took a job. Um, I got like, I literally walked in to like hand in my resume and they were like, when can you start? And I was mm. like, thanks. Um, and so I put in my, uh, one week notice as per the, um, award. Mm-hmm. And then I got told that actually we were on an enterprise agreement and I have to give two weeks notice, but because she's fle- the manager is flexible. So she's going to allow me to just leave with the one week so generous i have never i'd never seen this enterprise agreement and i always went off the award um and then she so i was i think i had i had like i used to like have tuesday wednesday off or something weird like that like my weekend was like in the week and so i think i worked two days in my last week and then i had two days off and i was going to work the next three days before i started my new job Worked my two days. I was in the middle of my two days off. My manager called me and was like, um, there has been a problem with the till and you don't need to work the rest of the week. Like, just go and we'll pay you out. And I was like, okay. Again, like I was 18. Um, and then I was like, oh, that was a bit weird. Like, you know, when something happens on the phone, you're just like, that was a bit strange. I do know this story. I'm, and then, I'm, I'm actually shaking. <laughs> I know. And then um, I was like, I told my mum what happened. And she knew. Yeah. My mum was like, so she accused you of stealing. And I was like. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you were like, free week off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I went and so my mum was like, this is not okay. We're going down there. Did you think it was like a technical issue with the till and it was like the store was closing so you didn't have to work or something? No, I had a, I had an inkling that's what she meant. Okay. But it wasn't like, it wasn't directly said. Also, I was just kind of like, also this is my first job and I'd never resigned before. Um, and I knew that the manager had like some issues, but you know, I didn't really realize Mm. the gravity of it. And so my mum was like, we're going down there and you're going to like face her and I was like fuck no I don't want to do that and we were literally like walking past the workplace and I was just like oh like I can't go in now like can we just like walk around a bit and then I'll come back and my mom was like you have to go in there and I was like oh my god I don't want to oh and then my mom's like well then I will and she's like took a step towards the door <gasps> and I was like no I Karen. I know I was like I can't have my mom go in there which I think was her plan so sneaky and so I walked in there I walked through the store and I walked upstairs like to the back area and she was there like in the storeroom and I was like, what was the problem with the till? And she was like, oh, well, um, it was short at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the night. And I was like, well, can you please like explain to me like what happened? And like, can I see like the receipts? Cause all of that was obviously on fire. Like mm. I used to like count the till at the end of the night. Like I knew how it worked. 
and she was like, well, I don't, I can't get you the, the information right now. And I was like, so, and that's when I all clicked. I'm like, she's making, she's making this up. And it was so fucking obvious. And I was like, well, I just like, I don't want to leave and know that there's something wrong that I don't have a chance to fix. Mm. And she was just like, no, like I can't. And I was like, well, can I just see the receipt? Like there used to be anyone in retail would know this like really long receipt that you get at the yes. end of the day. I just can't remember what it's called. Um, and I was like, well, can I see it? This like, can I see the long receipt? And she was like, no, I just don't like have it right now. Like it was such an obvious lie. And I was like, okay, so was there something wrong with it or not? And she's like, there was. And I was like, so are you accusing me of something? She's like, no, no, don't worry about it. Just you do, like, don't worry, you're going to get paid. And I was like, that's not what I'm I asking. don't want to leave a job like this. And basically she, it was so obvious that I had caught her out. And then I just like looked at her in her face, turn around, walked downstairs, ignored everyone, walked straight out of the store and then like told my mum what had happened. And then I came back in a bit later because I like felt bad that I'd like kind of been rude to everyone else. Really? Yeah. Because um, like two of the other women who I really liked were working and I like walked past them and I ignored them. And I came back in and I was like, I literally was like, sorry about that. Um, I just had like an, a run in with the manager and she has accused me of stealing and I wanted to sort it out and she refused to sort it out with me. And like, it was been, it's been really nice working with you and like, mm. goodbye. And then I purposely dropped off my uniform a day. The manager wasn't there. So that was like, probably. Did they say anything to you? Who? The other people you worked with? Nah. She was the, she was the owner's daughter. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then my. So Kristen. Yes. Question on everyone's lips is, did you steal? <laughs> I did not steal. <laughs> I did yeah, not. Fucking with you. Yeah. Well, I even, I, I don't remember if it ever resolved, but I think it was just like, it was obvious that there was no problem with the tills. Mm. Just jumping in to give a content warning for this next part. Uh, there is talk of uh, sexual assault in the workplace and harassment and also grooming. So if that's not something that you'd like to listen to, I would recommend that you tune out now. And I hope you enjoyed the episode until now. I think I've talked about this in the pod before, but I, I think it was in the early days, so I'm going to rehash the story. Because I don't want to, like, as much as... I think my worst workplace experiences haven't ever been with, besides this story I'm about to tell, haven't been with the people I work with. I generally love... I love people, and Ew. I found that the last... My last three workplaces, I've, like, adored the people I've worked with. So, fuck off, Kristen, and you're no <laughs> friends. <laughs> I have loved the workplace culture. It's been the content that I've really struggled with and that has impacted my mental health to the point where I can't continue. Also because it's like, I think in public service, the way it's so rigid and inflexible with like when you can, like the way that you're rostered and um, like when you can go to the toilet and when you can take a meal break and it just didn't ever encourage like a positive team culture just mm -hmm. because it was so rigid. But the worst experience I've had on the job. And I didn't, we talked about this before, but I, I didn't realize until after I had left the job because I was so young, but it was my first job. And I was there for four years when I was from when I was 14 to when I was 18. And anyone who knows me knows what this job is. So I'm not going to say it, but, um, the manager would, I don't know if it started when I was 14, when I was 15 or when I was 16, but he would, absolutely sexually harassed me mm -hmm. all the time he was like a 60 he was retiring literally six months after i left the job to move for uni but he would 
grab me inappropriately all the time. He would ask if I was a virgin. He would ask. Oh my God. He would ask if I'd had sex and, and he would say what it would be like to have sex with me. And he said that to your face? Yeah. Would, because, <gasps> ah. because, because if I was that young and, and, I was, ah. and I was so much taller than him. And he would. Oh my god! Yeah, and he would generally do this. I actually never thought about it until afterwards, but he would do it in an area of the workplace where there was no cameras, mm. and I never thought about that until. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would talk about having sex with his wife. Um, yeah, it was pretty disgusting all the time. And I think at the time I would just laugh and just like, I wouldn't even think about it. I would just think I was the favorite. Like I just, I was like between 14 and 18. Like I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But then afterwards I was like, oh yeah, that was flat out sexual harassment in like the workplace, right? Yep. But my biggest fuck up was when I was, when I, I was just turning 18 and I was resigning and I knew that he was retiring in six months. And I actually knew that one of the gals I worked with, who was a year younger than me, had quit because of him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like acknowledge that it was probably happening to other people. I just thought he was, because he was quite, he was a bully as well. Like he, if he didn't like you, you were just fucking piece of shit dirt beneath mm-hmm. his feet. And he only really gave attention to the women. And she left. And I think that the other manager who I really liked was going to sort of raise a complaint about him. And he wanted to know if I would have input on that report. Oh, but I said no. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I think looking back, the reason I said no is because I, I actually think the manager who wanted to make the report against him was doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Like I think he just wanted to see him outed before he was retiring because he just didn't like him and they didn't get along and they were competing for particular promotions. Mm -hmm. And I know that this person I really respect, this other manager, and that he technically was doing it because of how awful it was. But I think I just didn't want to be caught up as I was leaving with like, I didn't want to leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth and I didn't want to get into it when I was moving to uni and my life was like starting. Mm -hmm. And that's terrible looking back, but... I think it was because I was like, well, he'll be gone in six months and yeah. it'll be done. Yeah. But looking back, I should have. Yeah. And I, that was just 18 year old me being like, I don't want to be in this drama because mm. I was his favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bit hard. Um, that, that's never happened to me, but I was definitely harassed at a job that I, I worked in a bar for a very short time. And um, I, along with like, all of the other women who were working there with me were harassed and the managers knew about it and they just didn't do anything. Like they let it happen in front of their face. It's so interesting when you think back on these things, because when people say inappropriate things to you in the workplace, I think that it's a classic case of like the way you misjudge what happens to you versus everyone else. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you know, those like TikToks that are like, um, people deserve rest and breaks. Yes, people deserve rest and breaks, <laughs> except me. Yeah, it's, not you though. And it's like that with everything, right? Yeah. The things that were done to me, I was like to, completely neglectful that that was bad. Obviously I was uncomfortable, but I never thought, I never defined what it was. And I think that's the case with a lot of different sexual violence that occurs, right? Yeah. But I think that's what happens with inappropriate comments in the workplace and like a lot of different things. Like I think that um, a lot of people might watch on and be like, 
and this is, I think, crucial. When you're going to report someone or you're considering doing it, I think it's very natural to consider the outcomes. And if the outcome isn't serious disciplinary action that removes them from the workplace, you think, what is the point? Because I'm just going to be subjected to further shit Mm -hmm. for doing this when nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So it's like the risk reward is like, I'm, and, and I think that that's what is really missing when we consider why people don't make you know, why don't people bring forward allegations and tell their story earlier in a range of things, not just like about fucking sexual harassment or comments in the workplace or bullying. It's because you're like, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And if this doesn't do anything, like my life is more over than it was already. Yeah. And I think that no one really acknowledges that like seriously that like someone makes an inappropriate comment, but it's not to the point where it's like going to result in genuine action and tangible change. People just look like, what the fuck is the point? It's actually going to put me in a worse position and benefit them more. Yeah, exactly. Do you know the solution? What? Unionize. It is the solution. Join your union, power of the collective. Obviously, like, there will be situations where, like, unfortunately, um, the system has been set up so that nothing can be done or that person is, like, basically untouchable, but... At least internally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I brought a complaint um, in the, the workplace that I was harassed in, but I did that because I resigned. Yes. And so I was just like, whatever, you can't do anything to me. That's the thing. I actually like to give considerable feedback in my exit interviews. Mm-hmm. And actually at my last workplace, I had an opportunity to sit down and give extensive feedback for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And it felt really good. And I was really, really honest Yeah. about why I was unhappy and why I was looking elsewhere. And I mean... I just think that's the best thing I can do because reporting is the thing. And I and there's been so many instances where I haven't because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen this is like, well, it's not going to actually change. Yeah. But I think that like it's much easier on the way out at least. Mm-hmm. But I think the hard part is that what we don't really actually recognize a lot of the time is like you spend the majority of your life at work and that's depressing. Mm. But if you fucking hate it. Let, like, let's just raise our expectations. Yeah, the exactly. bar is literally on the floor. Yeah. You know, if you're not getting the flexible work arrangement you want, if you're not getting the treatment that you deserve, if you're not recognizing the way you want to be, and if you're not doing the work you want to do, fucking throw in a job application. Literally now is the time. Yeah. And unionize. And unionize. I, and I know, like, it is very privileged to be like, if you hate your job, just find a new one. Um, because, like, aside from the, all of the obvious factors, like, there is a high chance that that job will be fucking shit as well, unfortunately. Um, but I think that we you know, the time is now and we actually do have the power to um, change workplaces as people who are like, you know, going to be coming into their 30s soon. You deserve to be picky. Yes. Always be picky, queens. Always be picky. If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You could also find us on Instagram at Cheek Media Co or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes. That's the one. That's the one. 